The Twins do a little whooping of the Tigers for maybe one of the last times. Hopefully there's more to come this weekend. Friday night, Twins win 7-0. We're going to break this one down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It's Friday, September 30th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, football season is underway. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Head to BetOnline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Brandon, welcome back. It's Friday night. Twins whoop up on the Tigers. What's your takeaway? Yeah, it's uh, it just it was a very very strong night for Joe Ryan, and I think too, you just see a Detroit team that's they've been through a lot this season. None of it good, and they're starting to really wear down to the point where they're ready for this one to be over. And I remember covering some Twins teams like this. 10 years ago. And so I kind of understand where they are and where they've been. If you think, you know, being a twins person and the team playing like they have this season, um, it's a whole nother level for Detroit people and Detroit fans. So I think the twins just went in, took care of business. Joe Ryan looked great. And beyond that, um, you know, little Carlos Correa home run action. It was a fun night. So boring. This, these tigers, (laughs) I mean, I can't even imagine uh, being like watching watching them every single night all year and their offense the offense is just so inept and we've seen that all season long from them and there's I think there's I, I want to open this up too because I wonder from you I ask people this like would you rather have a team with a horrible lineup and a great pitching staff I'm not saying that's the Tigers but they're certainly their strength is their pitching or would you rather have a team with a great lineup and a terrible pitching staff I think I got those right what would you rather yeah. him? i mean i think honestly the bad offense and the good pitching staff i think because we've seen even with cleveland where you know i know they have high batting averages high contact percentage low strikeout percentage but their exit velo numbers and they don't hit the ball hard and their pitching staff is really good i think if that's too much of a cop-out though i'm taking pitching over hitting just because i don't know to me, losses where you give up runs late, like we saw Emilio Pagan do against Cleveland so many times this season, I feel like those are just way harder to watch, harder to come back from, harder to all of the above. So for me, I'm going with the first type you mentioned. Uh, give me the pitchers instead of the hitters. Those are those losses are the worst, and we saw we saw <laughs> quite a few of them this year. Speaking of good pitching, Giovanni Moran has looked excellent. And on the season now, a very good line. Bad at AAA. Very good in the majors. Do you think Giovanni Moran is going to make the opening day roster next year, Brandon? Really hard to say because, and I posted this at Access Twins today, basically just a, a poll asking people their level of confidence in this bullpen. Because when I look at just who's under control, you've got Duran, um, Lopez, you've got Jax. I mean, that's your that's your back three. And then Theobar, um, who knows what they'll get out of someone like Cody Stashak. There's 
Ronnie Enriquez has looked good at points. So to me, it, it all depends on how many holdovers they bring back because the toughest thing is the guy who's got options never really seems to get a fair crack until they're out of options. And so to me, he deserves to be in that, that bullpen oh, Alcala too. We'll see if he's healthy. Um, you know, he deserves to be in that mix. It's just right now. Uh, it's hard to say. Cause I really do think though, like if I was to grade them a through F for how much I believe in their bullpen heading into next year right now, I'd probably give them a solid B. And that means that it's probably going to be hard for Moran to crack that opening day roster um, short of, you know, a number of different things coming to fruition for him. I also clicked B on your poll. You can go check that poll out at Access Twins. I clicked B. Uh, I would love to see them add, though, because they are an injury away from being a C, right? So I would love to yep. see them add somebody in free agency or via trade or add Alcala if he's the guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was somebody a lot of people thought would be a monster this year for the Twins. Given what he did last year down the stretch, he was so awesome in those final couple months and the stuff, and he finally seemed to figure it out. They were putting him in higher leverage situations. So he's somebody we shouldn't sleep on, I don't think, either for 2023. Well, and they have to figure out McGill, who has looked good at times and hasn't looked good at times, and any number of the kids that are in the mix, too, whether it's if Jordan Balazovich comes up instead of is a starter as a reliever, any number of things. And then, yeah, the, the I've looked at the off-season market for relief pitchers, and there's some interesting names. I think uh, Archie Bradley comes to mind as maybe a guy taking a one-year deal. Um, you know, there's some older guys as well. And we know they're going to be in the marketplace for probably one-year deals. Um, so in that in that sense, it's going to be a very spirited competition. And, and they'll always bring in those minor league flyers that, like, turned into Jared Burton and Casey Feen all those years ago. Teams do that every year, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Looks like we've said this before, but it looks like on paper the bullpen should be better in 2023, and the team overall should look better on paper uh, going into 2023. Carlos Correa's comments yesterday, Brandon, about uh, shopping at the Dior store, and I, you know, maybe this was made of too big of a thing. I think generally it was. I'm curious of your uh, your opinion on this. He said the quiet part out loud. I mean. You know, a lot of people said, oh, he's under contract. Yeah. I mean, the worst kept secret is that he's not. He's really not. Um, It's like an NFL contract. It it can be basically chopped off at any time, and there's no real ill effects. So I, he said the quiet part out loud. He said, listen, come get me. I'm here. I think, honestly, that's a more positive statement than it is a negative statement because every player is going to say, oh, I love my time here. We'll see what happens. And Correa didn't do that. He said, come and get me. He wouldn't say that if he didn't want to be here or have a chance to be here. So if he says, come and get me, it means I want you to. So please do it. So Mm -hmm. now it comes down to will they do it? Reese, again, I appreciate the no BS from Correa. Open the checkbook. Jim, Brandon, you've been pretty uh, optimistic that they will come Mm -hmm. forward with a legitimate offer at least for Carlos Correa. And I think that part is true. I'm skeptical whether it'll be close to enough on the open market, but I also am fairly optimistic that they will come forward with a competitive offer. Are you still in that boat? Yeah. And I had a friend text me today and ask what percent I thought he's coming back. And I think I took him by surprise. I said 35 to 40%, which he's like, Oh, that's low. And I'm like, no, no, no. When you consider a guy is going to be a free agent and you consider the entire field, 35 to 40% is a pretty good 
chance. I just think, you know, maybe he dances with the Cubs. I don't know. Uh, there's probably going to be a few other teams that have money to throw around, but I just, I don't think the twins have taken lightly this year that they've gotten to woo him. And I don't think he's taken it for granted either. I think he would like to be here long-term. They would be delighted to have him long-term and Scott Boris would be delighted to get all of his commission for that next contract. Unlike he did for this one. So I think there's a chance. Is it a good chance? I don't know, but my instinct, my intuition says it, it's it's definitely an option. Corey Seager got 10 for 325. 10 for 325. He's 28, and he's Correa's Seager's age, essentially, in free yep. agency at the same time. Is that is that a number uh, that you're thinking of, Brandon, here? That's 32. He makes 32.5 this year, 35, and then basically AAV is 32.5 flat. 10 years, $325 million. Is that what you think Correa is going to get on the open market? I mean, I prefer to go like eight and two sixty. Just give him the is that thirty five, or is that thirty two and a half? Either way, I mean something like that eight two fifty, eight two sixty. Um, but if it takes three hundred, I mean it's not my money, so it's easy for me to say. <laughs> but to have that level of talent up the middle with Buxton on a below market contract, um, you know, it, to me it's a no brainer because you can backfill a roster of corner guys. You can have a shortstop that you really like, play second or third. And I really like Ryan Jeffers behind the plate. I know I'm one of maybe not too many anymore. He had a couple hits tonight. But um, you be sturdy up the middle. This pitching pipeline, I'm starting to really believe they're going to tap into, especially if we're going to see Simeon Woods-Richardson this weekend, which is the rumor. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I'd go for it. I mean, if you think you can get Xander Bogarts and Carlos Rodon and still have your budget – as opposed to Carlos Correa and Nate Avaldi, I'm probably going Bogarts and Radon, but that's kind of asking for a lot of a good thing. Seager also represented like Scott Boris. So that yeah. to me, though, like, I think he's probably saying like 10, 325, 10 years. But that's do, you, do you know off the top of your head Semyon's deal? Because Semyon was older, but at yeah. the same time, like, um, Semyon, I was surprised by how big Semyon's deal was. Was this 223 or something? Or Semyon, two? We got seven for 175. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I was thinking two something. But um, too, yeah. yeah, if Korea hadn't bounced back as he has this month, I'm not saying he's getting the, the Semyon deal, but it's probably a lot closer to 200 than 300 just because um, you know he's coming off a bit of a down year. So at this point, I mean, I think he's going to get 250, 300 without much problem. Uh, it's just a matter of if teams are going to go 10 years like they did for Seager, or are they going to want to do something more like seven or eight? You know, the Twins, hard to see the Twins going 10. You saw what they yeah. did and or didn't do with Jose Brios. And I know pitching and shortstops, uh, tomatoes, uh, apples and oranges, tomato, tomato, whatever. But um, I don't know. I just don't know if I see this group going seven years to a position player, eight years to a position player, uh, or, or 10 rather, more like seven or eight, if you ask me. Lindor got 10 for 341. So, I mean, if I'm Korea, I'm asking for something in that range. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. Whether he'll get it, uh, we'll see. Ultimately, we'll see in free agency. I mean, if, if I'm Korea, I think I'm better than or as good as Lindor. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But Cohen, it's a different situation. You know, Cohen's willing. He's like, oh, do you want 350? I'll give you 350. It's yeah. Well, yeah. A little bit different there. Uh, Brandon, thank you. Reese, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Always for following along. We'll be back soon. We got five games left in this season. How about the Twins go 5-0? and Why not? That's what Deal. Why not? 
Brandon, thank you. Enjoy the weekend, sir. We'll talk soon.